Pickaxe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Well, Fuck it. Oh, so kicking off with a swear. Are we'll we? do it live. Is that how we're doing it today? What if, a, what if a child is going through the podcast options available to them? Mm. on you know on the front page of podcast.com because yes. that's where we're being suggested right now i'm sure <laughs> yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and they've just tried the most recent episode of this thing called podiots and right at the start someone said the word fuck well they should learn how to f- flip and read Whoa. because it says it says explicit on it okay. on the box it right. does say explicit and if a child wanders into our enclosure mm. it's not our fault if we're going to drag them around by their ankles screaming you know yeah, rest in peace, Arambe. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm just looking at uh, episode titles at the minute. I think they're looking pretty appealing to children. You got yeah. horse dance. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Yes. Pooper. Poo 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 puns. Yeah. Children mm-hmm. love that. A quick dab. All the kids love dabs. I they think. We're, yeah, yeah. I think we 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 are definitely to blame if children are watching this. We're just so damn enticing. <laughs> it's well, a new I know market. we usually come up with a title after the fact. Usually, whoever's editing comes up with a title that they pick out of the episode Mm. at some point. What if we put on our marketing to children hats right Mm. now and brainstorm the perfect podcast title that will appeal to all of the children? How to get free Fortnite fee bucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy with that, to be honest. If you can fit that on the thumbnail, then I'm happy with free Fortnite v bucks. Are we committing to that as the episode title? How to get free Fortnite v bucks. It's just an experiment in how we can um, clickbait people into watching our our podcast. Yeah, he's done this for vidiots, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Vidiots bucks. Vidiots bucks. Oh, man. Vidiots bucks. Two weekly vidiots books, right? Not the game Fortnite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm happy with that. Are you making a note, Mikey? Because it's your turn. Yeah, I'll just open my notepad. Uh, how, how to, to get, get free, free Fortnite V bucks? Yeah, that's it. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think we did that. Nailed that. <laughs> well, what we should do now is run the intro and then hmm. um, talk for about an hour or so about how to get free Fortnite V bucks, everyone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon if we keep saying free Fortnite V bucks, it'll be picked up in some sort of algorithm? <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Yeah. It was like the YouTube auto caption thing. Everyone like was. I don't know if it was actually a thing, but everyone thought that like YouTube could actually listen to the words in the videos and it would d- use those words to decide whether or not it was advertiser friendly. Oh, it does. Yeah, oh, it does. It actually does. It, it does. It does actually do that, and it will even listen out for a one thousand hertz tone which is the tone that you usually use um typically to bleep swear words you know the mm-hmm. the, the classic one 
Oh, you've done it, Peter. Now working again. Oh, that was a perfect oh, imitation. God. <laughs> it will listen a thousand for that tone, exact. thousand hertz tone. I think you mean free Fortnite V-Bucks, Peter. I, sorry, yes. that's what I meant. Yeah, it will listen for that, which is what you <laughs> typically use to censor swear words. The words free Fortnite V-Bucks. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to get my free Fortnite V-Bucks, guys. Uh, free Fortnite V-Bucks free for you Fortnite and me. V-Bucks. They're absolutely free. Free Fortnite V-Bucks. Free right. Fortnite V-Bucks. Free now, Fortnite V-Bucks. Now let's roll the... Free Fortnite V-Bucks. Free Fortnite V-Bucks. Free Fortnite V-Bucks. Free Fortnite V-Bucks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official... Official. Vidiots. Vidiots. Podcast. Podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three us, where everybody brings a uh, thing along, along to, to talk, talk about. about. I'm free Fortnite V-Bucks. I'm free Fortnite V-Bucks. And I'm free Fortnite V-Bucks. How are we all uh, free-ling today, guys? <laughs> V-Bucks. Oh, I'm feeling very good. Yeah, I'm feeling <laughs> pretty good too. Oh, what the Fantastic. book? Am I right? Am I right? Uh, okay, I think we can stop now, right? Yeah, we should probably should. We've filled the quota there. How are we all? <laughs> Great. A bit, a bit warm, but fine. I'm a bit warm it's, too. It's, Is it? Is it warm? It, it's bloody boiling. It's, it's. I think it's mainly the positioning of my window. It means that every morning when I log on to do some work, I'm just blinded by sun for the first three hours of the day. Oh, That's, so oh means man. It ensures every day starts off the right way. It's Sweaty. not. It's not warm weather here, but I'm. I'm all. I'm all wrapped up in my felt fort. As yeah. As I have what, to. What is your felt fort? You you talked about this before the podcast. Uh, it's just because the new room that I'm using as an office is. Um, has very high ceilings and very hard floors and it's oh, very echoey. So I'm, I've got a little canopy above me of blankets, which is like, it's like being in a little <laughs> den. And then I've oh. sort of cascaded one down the back, which is, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's nice, but I'm, it's toasty in here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it probably isn't even making that much of a difference because they're only like blankets. They're not duvets. So. Oh, yeah, I should get some great. egg cartons. Just get 200 egg cartons oh, and yeah. plastic walls in them. Yeah, yeah I should. There you go. Well, Let's get good. you a load of eggs. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's that's what the money's going for from this episode. Um, buy a piece of some eggs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what was that? Did, did you say oh, money? What? But how how do we make money from this free podcast, Ben? Well, that's a very good. That's a, a very good question. Question. And I'll tell you the answer right now. And that's by our fantastic, wonderful, beautiful, handsome, attractive, well, funny, uh, charismatic listeners. Supporting us via joining Pod Squad. Of course, you don't have to support us financially. You can just spread the word. We appreciate that very much. However, if you would like a shout out at the start and the end of each and every episode of Podiots, or I should say, sorry, just the one that you donate to, um, you can go to streamlabs.com forward slash Podiots donations, donate three pounds or more, and you'll get that blooming shout out. You'll join Pod Squad. You'll be sent overseas to die for your country. And you'll also be memorialized here. One an honour. That's what every mother wants. Yeah, absolutely. Mikey's got the first chunk of this week's pod squad. We start off with the incredible, his mother definitely loves them, duck fuck de fuck duck fucker. It's been very generous and they say, thanks chaps for bringing sunshine to a dark world. You are beautiful. As are you. Oh, um, wait, wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more than one. You'd be surprised to hear. Whoa. We got Prince Beefcakes. A uh, haunted clunge. Thanks. Buy art pop on iTunes. Do it. Tommy the wank engine. Specky Becky Sparky Butter. 
Mouthy Hamster, Kevin from Con, Chav Chav Ramirez, Stephen Scodes, Emily Lemons, Road Warrior, Finn Tristam, the very, very generous, the lovable Casey, who says, love the podcast, guys, always helps make a dull day at work more enjoyable, oh. and Lemon Licky Picky Sicky. <laughs> <laughs> also, Stucalicious, Bum Full of Cheerios, <laughs> Crangies McSpanglewank, Katie Kinsolo, I Will Lie Awake, Bick Bick Bick, Edward Jizzahans, Lord Blazevich, Willem Willy Wombles, Do Eat Silica Gel, Mercenary Prostitute, Trunters Tat, Trunters Tat, Fluffy Muffs, Goob, uh, the very generous Mr. Widdick, who says, was very surprised hearing you read out my name and question on the last episode. A while back, I decided to mostly watch slash listen, listen to content wow. that has a positive outlook. And therefore, you sh- your stuff is something I look forward to. All the best to you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. And finally, Axel's Alive 95. We also have Dave Benson Pigeon, Two Meat, Two Face, Dave Samabinson Philarden, which is a bit of a stretch, really, but I appreciate I like it, the I like effort. Uh, Mrs. Gibbons Fishy Wap, and th- an unbelievable Dave Bacon Phillips, who has been astronomically generous and said, oh. "You guys are doing great." Thank you, Dave Bacon Thank Phillips. You, Dave Bacon Thank Phillips. you, Dave. Much appreciated. Uh, like a Mr. Blobby Balloon Nobby, uh, stupid in Inari, uh, Souk. Lakai Walker's Blue Tit Milk. Oh, no. Freddy W. Can't Spell. Pharaohs. Uh, no. Yes. Yes. Yes, I think that's right. With a more generous donation. Thank you for the donation. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. With a very generous donation. Sorry, Peter. But I just had to pop on because I think you've brought it up before. The horse from The NeverEnding Story died. It was tied to a lowering platform that was meant to lift it back out of the muck after what? they yelled cut. It broke. It's horse snuff. No. What? Wait, I... No. What? I've not oh brought my... it up before. I talked about The NeverEnding Story last time, but I didn't know it actually died. I'm going to leave you guys to Google that while I read the rest of oh. it. Uh, the CG. Ben Potter fucked my dad in bum. Really oh, good. Jeez. Dickelberg come in her snatch. Great. Donna C07. Uh, the worst boy f- f- forever, I think. Not entirely sure. Thank you very much for the generous donation. And I'm assuming the worst boyfriend ever is what that says. Yeah. Says, Oi, Nicola, it's been 11 years together now. Here's your 2020 anniversary present. I'm, I'm not sure the tone I'm using is correct. <laughs> that sounds right, yeah. Yeah, right. I didn't get you flowers, a meal out, or some fancy jewellery. I had them internet dudes read a message out. She's a big fan and will actually like this. Tar boys, thank you, the worst oh, boy ever. Worst boy ever. And finally, Dave Bones, Bonesome Willis. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's your pod squad for this week. Remember, streamlabs.com forward slash podiat's donation to join podiat's donations with an S on the end to join pod squad and get a shout out three pounds or more at the beginning and the end of each share. Wonderful. Do you want to quickly hear about the horse before we jump in? Yeah, I Yeah, suppose. I guess so. I, f- I found an article uh, on Entertainment Weekly. I'm going to read a little bit of the surrounding words as well. 
I feel like I sent people to therapy over that scene with Artax. The horse they used was really wonderful, and they spent a couple of months teaching her to be okay with being up to her neck with water. Oh, that, oh God. That's something unfamiliar for them, surprisingly. So... <laughs> The way they did that scene was they had this little elevator under the water that slowly dropped the horse lower and lower. When he got to his chin area, we cut the scene, and that one took over two and a half weeks. It says the real horse never really died. Okay. <laughs> they, were, they were more careful with that horse than they were with me. I got hurt a hell of a lot more. Turns out um, the, the, the actor was in hospital with a broken back at some point <laughs> during wow. filming. So it, I, I'm going to say the horse is fine. You lied to us. Sounds like I, an urban internet legend to me. Yeah, yeah it I've, does. I've read one article, one source, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna dis- discredit everything you said. <laughs> but thanks for the very generous donation. Sorry, <laughs> thank, thank you anyway. <laughs> you liar. Oh yeah, they give it. Scratch that. If you give us money, anything you say becomes true. That's the rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it works in American politics, right? It's oh, very <laughs> satirical. Hey, come oh. on, we'll lose Widdick. He wants the positivity. <laughs> uh, yeah. America's right. doing fine. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Well, <laughs> let's say, do you want to segue into the first question? How? Is it American politics related? <laughs> well, the first line is related. Okay. okay. This comes from Justin at Drawn by Justin on the Twitters. He says, America is fucked. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll do. And your fan base is going to need somewhere to crash soon. Who in the extended Vidiot's universe has the best home so I can sleep on their couch before anyone else steals my idea? This is a, this is a territory we've never gone in with the Vidiot's universe. Is that their abodes, their homes? Well, there's no room at Dave Benson's house because he's just got stacks of DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> and I also goods. wouldn't go to Bobby Babaluni's house because I imagine she's just got loads of that shit inflatable furniture off of the early 2000s used to buy from Woolworths. She probably yes. lives in a bouncy castle, doesn't she? Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every, everything everything she lives with is handmade by her in balloon form. Oh, yeah. God. She lives, just, she lives in a lie house. Uh, <laughs> you have to I, eat, like, hot dogs that are made oh, of balloons. No. You just have to fucking humour her as you pretend to eat her balloon food. Uh, it just pops when you bite it and then you go mm, yum oh, yum please Bobby <laughs> please that sounds horrible um, Dick Machinko's house is probably a horrendous place to live I think it's like yeah. just an empty rundown flat with some weights and that's it mm. I th- like, yeah I think he's um, he's either squatting in a town where he's running a mission just in an abandoned flat or he mm. just gen- genuinely lives in a tent in, in, the, in the woods yeah yeah probably <laughs> Um, maybe uh, I wouldn't mind living in Jeff the Mongoose's house. Oh, living mm. in the walls. You're living in. The, well, I don't want to live in the walls. I want to live in the cottage that they lived in because you know he would scare away unfamiliar dogs and True. whatever yeah. it was. He would like. Did he do like little bits of chores in the house? Maybe he used to put the fire mm. out if they'd left it going and they went to bed. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Sounds yeah. like a fairly fairly decent place to live. You just need to remember to, what, hang some carrots from the ceiling or something? It was all very it's, weird. It's, it's, I could do that to appease a, a extra special mongoose. Yeah. But speaking of Jeff, I'm going to quickly interject, but we had a, we had a Jeff moment in our house the other day. <gasps> <What>? <laughs> we, we were giving um, the ferrets a bath after 
There was an incident in the park where they got kicked. Yeah. <laughs> not, we'll not go into this now, but a nasty man kicked the ferrets. And so when we got them home, they're all kind of covered in their own poop. And we thought, all right, well, we should give them a bath. Mm. And in the panic of giving them a bath, one of the ferrets got on like the bathroom floor and then crept behind the toilet and went in a hole in the wall. <gasps> and for 10 minutes was in the wall. No, <laughs> no. As we desperately tried to get them out. We're so we had in the walls. Yeah, we actually had a genuine Jeff in our house, and it was it was Shit. horrifying. Just can you, you can hear, you can just you, hear a. I take it you're not living in a, a detached property at the moment. No, no. So We're, it feasibly could have crawled into someone else's like <laughs> flat or no. wall, or and you're presumably not supposed to have ferrets either right now in the place you're at. So yeah, so I that would have been fun. It could have been, uh, yeah, it could have been bad. Oh, Simon, there's there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a rat in the walls. Can you come help us get it out? Oh, it's not yeah. a rat. It's it's a lovely little ferret. We'll take it in as our own. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll look after it. Yeah. Anyway, Vidyat's universe. Who else? Who else is there? Mm. I uh, think the extended walrus family oh. have got a sort of a sprawling home. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me, that you could stay like in. Ranch. Plenty of bedrooms. Yeah, like a ranch. You know, they got that old town road money, mm. presumably that yeah. achy breaky heart money. Plus, you don't even need a bed. You could just lie on Billy. Imagine yeah. the, oh, the comfort, so the warmth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, I, I, did, did we generate that list of um, Vidyat's Universe members or did someone do that? I forgot I to bookmark it and I always want to have, have a look <laughs> at that and I've, I didn't it's bookmark definitely it been done. I think I might have a bookmark. Let me just... Yeah, yeah, so, so we really should have that. We should have that pinned on the Discord to reference at any yeah, time. Yeah, we should. There was also uh, that full list of every episode we've ever done that like, oh, yeah. had everyone's thing and yeah, God, really, it's dedication. Dedication. Oh my god, I genuinely can't think of any other fucking VCU people. Um, well, that, I think collectively we've, yeah. we've done some answers. Yeah. You know, the Walrus yeah. House, Jeff. Yeah, Bobby Babaloon. If you're feeling brave. <laughs> yeah, but it smells of latex all over the house. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh god. Let's not do that. No. Shall we move on to a thing? Yeah. Sure. Let's. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Uh, I don't mind going first. Um, so my, I've brought along um, another another strange news story from the the Daily Mirror's weird news section because I just can't resist. Wait, the Daily um, Mirror has its own weird news section. It does, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, on top of that, it's kind of a. I'm going to quickly go through the story and then issue you guys with a question as well. Ooh. So um, here we go. I've got to read the entire article like this, just so you know. Okay. Britain's dullest man, in quotes, unveils the international roundabout of the year. <laughs> Kevin Beresford has spent 17 years as Redditch's resident roundabout spotter and has travelled the country looking for junction per- perfection and is now as Roundabout Appreciation Society has unveiled the number one for 2020. Um, oh, can we just appreciate roundabout spotter? That's not yeah. really that's not really spotting, is it? The static objects. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Now, of course, I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum, right? <laughs> I'm perfectly happy for Kevin to enjoy his roundabouts, but I'm kind of this as as much as anything else is me mocking the mirror for mocking this man for enjoying what he enjoys. Okay. Mm. Um, But here we go. Britain's Dallas man has unveiled the International Roundabout of the Year after a heated discussion in a pub. 
Kevin oh. Beresford is famous for travelling the length and breadth of the country in search for the best roundabouts the UK has to offer, Birmingham Live reports. Hang on, Reddit so is this the international or national roundabout? Uh, international oh roundabout my God. of the year. The UK won it, apparently. It's a place, oh, wow, it's what a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Redditch's roundabout spotter has spent 17 years in pursuit of junction perfection. Oh, it's just repeating the little subheading that was oh, read earlier. Uh, and even founded the Roundabout Appreciation Society. The 68-year-old, who's described himself as the dullest man in Britain, regularly creates calendars with pictures of his favourite roundabouts on it. Oh, that's quite cute. He's also branched out into other avenues over the years. His latest oh. project is a calendar dedicated entirely to car parks. Uh, oh. And there's a photo of Kevin. Yes, please. With his oh, yes, car please. parks of the year calendar. Here yeah. it is. Oh, there he is. Oh, car that's... parks of Britain. The graphic design end. on the calendar makes it look like it was made in about 1970, but it's a 2016 calendar. I like his uh, jean button-up shirt. I was yeah. going to say, he's fashionable. He when you hear is. When you hear a 68-year-old, you know, car park and roundabout aficionado, I, I pictured someone entirely different to this man. I'm going to say he's looking good. He's looking good for his age. He's, yeah, yeah he is so. looking great. I'll pop it on the, on the thread. Yeah, so people okay. can see it. There we go. Um, there's also a roundabouts of the world calendar here that he's also oh. posing with. Oh. Best of all, here it is, Comic oh. Sans. Whoa, Whoa graphic brilliant. design. <laughs> oh my goodness, of the world. Look at all the different planets behind, yeah. <laughs> behind the earth there. <laughs> yeah. That, that actually, there's some pretty good roundabouts in there. I just, I expected, you know, like slough or something, which is great. But no, the, there's trees, there's there's lights, there's buildings. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very impressive. Um, so uh, he's now a self-styled Lord of the Rings, <laughs> <laughs> along with other members of the roundabout committee. And he's revealed that they've selected their international roundabout of the year after a heated discussion in a pub in the West Midlands town of Redditch. So that's a little slightly strange news story for you with some charming pictures attached. But what I want to know is if you had to be the dull aficionado for something <laughs> niche and specific and give an award, you know, give out an award for it. What do you think is your your tedious anorak specialty? Oh man! Mm. Oh, it's that's a good way of putting it—a tedious anorak specialty. Yeah. What mm. are you? Uh, what are you highly qualified to give out awards for that no one else is going to be interested in? Okay. Oh, I've also you want to be. What's got to be funny enough? To, well, it doesn't have to be funny enough, but it has to look good on a calendar as well. True, but you know, all you need is that Comic Sans and uh, <laughs> some circles, and bam, you've got it. Yeah. How that's, about that's um, the? 2020 calendar of the stairwells of Liverpool's um, high rises. Yeah, are you an expert uh, on Liverpool high rises? I think I could be. Okay, I think yeah. I could spot a a good stairwell if I saw one. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I think I know mine actually. Yeah. The uh, the the Rambler's Guide to the Pissiest Alleyways in Bristol. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking the other day about the alleyway where we filmed the ad for the merch that was yes. just the pissiest alleyway. It, that would that would be number one. But it just feels like every time I go out in Bristol, I, eventually you'll whip Bristol. piss 
Yeah. And so I, th- I feel like my, my, my nose could lead me. Just I just have to close my eyes and walk in a direction and I'd lead myself to a whole world of pissy alloways. What's the what's the best month? Like what month does everybody want in a calendar? Like what would you what would the, oh. the best pissiest alley get assigned <laughs> as as to show that it had one calendars that year? Well, I think the I think it tends to be that it becomes the cover photo for the calendar i think okay. generally that's that's the coveted page is the cover um but i'd have i'd put it as december so it could be merry Christmas. Mm. oh wonderful mm-hmm. yeah that's good that's <laughs> yeah, very yeah. good it is um i would maybe do um uh like best um vandalized telephone boxes oh that'd be oh, good yeah, yeah. Up and down the country, so you know, unique vandalism. I don't just want to see all the glass broken and uh, a little a little tag on it that someone sprayed on. I want to see like you know, people wrapping them up in in toilet roll and kick cling film. I want to see one upside down, but still hooked into the network somehow. Uh, you know, be- a condom hanging off the receiver. Yeah, absolutely. I um, once saw uh, uh, like uh, just a whole watermelon in a in a phone box. Oh, from Bristol. You, I want to yeah. know the story behind that. <laughs> Someone <laughs> saved it for later, I guess. <laughs> I like to think that someone got home from, you know, got got into their front door, put their keys on the side, and went, oh, oh, oh shit, oh, fuck, <laughs> God, not again. <laughs> left, <laughs> pats themselves down, checks their pockets. No, fuck, I've left it. Oh, God. I'm just, I'm just Google. Oh, out yeah, outdoor toilets in Bristol. I was just. Oh wow! Hold on, piss watch. What is Newcastle's best piss alley? This is an. This is oh, an yeah, article. Okay. Okay. Here exists. we here we go, boys. <laughs> okay, Pink Lanes, uh, three out of five. What's number one? Saint John Street car park. That's a good one. That's mm. a good one. Is Ooh. that what's the criteria? Is it the best alley to go for a piss in, or is or it the just... best alley to find piss in? I think <laughs> yeah. it's okay. So they've got three things on each one by the look of it it's privacy convenience and atmosphere oh <laughs> so it's, it's sort of to go for a piss in really i think um let's let's read about um big market because they've just um said you can piss in pretty much anywhere in big market <laughs> yeah it's kind of true so for privacy no one cares this is the infamous big market here the drinks are cheap social etiquette is meaningless and the place is pretty much one big toilet anyway if you put up with a night in in illegitimate, I think it's only fair you should piss freely into the cold night air. There's mm. generally a police presence, so it's only for the most daring of public urinators. Uh, <laughs> for convenience, it's obviously it's in the middle of a bunch of clubs and pubs, so you're all right there. An atmosphere, the last days of Rome. If you're expecting a quiet one, you're obviously not a local. Saturday Night Big Market makes an active war zone look tame in comparison. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Thank you very much to the tab for that. Wonderful stuff. That's a wonderful piss, piss alley. <laughs> well, there we go. Everyone's got their own uh, their own little niche. And, you know, enjoy it. Make a Comic Sans calendar out of it and send it to Post Some Tat, Vidiots, uh, Fourth Floor, mm-hmm. etc. No, don't do that. It won't get opened on camera. We stopped doing that two years ago. <laughs> Quite a while ago. We yes. did. <laughs> All right. Would you like another question? Yeah. Yes, please. This one comes from Kieran Marshall at Sher1KRN229. Catchy. You can turn anything you want into a magic vehicle. Think Aladdin knocking about on a carpet. What does the McDonald's drive-thru see you pull up in? (laughs) 
Yeah. I like how it's not just what vehicle do you choose? It's what does the McDonald's drive through see you pull up in? <laughs> oh, here's a good one, actually. I, I I would like just like a front door as a vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Know, but like maybe like a, a car made. No, no, I'm, I'm thinking two in the box here. I think okay. it could be anything. And I'm trying to make something that already looks like a vehicle. It could be better than that. I would like to have um, a um, a, a giant a, a teacup from a teacups ride, like a spinny teacups. Oh, ride. that'd be amazing! I think that would look like something out of um, I don't know Mary Poppins or something. Just me flying around in a teacup, giant a giant one. Um, would it rotate rapidly while you went? Oh, really? I hope not. See, I don't actually go on the teacups because it just makes me dizzy and sick, which I guess is the point. But you know, I'd rather not pay like three quid just feel sick thank you very much oh, um but uh yeah I'd, I'd maybe i'd maybe not have it like completely spinning wildly out of control maybe just a little bit of rotation so that i can look at, at all angles um oh, i don't know it'd be like a, a, a real life flying saucer wouldn't ah, it? <laughs> A bed, actually. A bed would be a good shout. Yeah. So you could have the laziest day ever, especially if you're rocking up at McDonald's. Like, I feel like that's like the perfect hungover thing. It's just Ooh, yeah. drive over in your bed, just have a little nap on the motorway, pull up, and like, oh, McNuggies, please. And off you off you go. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Yeah. The problem is you get a lot of stairs, and I consider my my bed to be my, my refuge from the world, you know? <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to be parading around with everybody looking at me in my bed. I wouldn't be comfortable in it. It's I also, true. I tend to sleep either with um, boxers on or nothing more than a drop of Chanel number no. five. So I think <laughs> that could be bad if there was a gust of wind. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're halfway to McDonald's at this point and you can't stop. So you just can It's too late. Carry on Show the world your yeah. McNuggies. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I yeah. would do uh, McDoubles out. I, <laughs> My Big Mac. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I would, uh, I'd, I would vehicleify my slippers. Ooh, very good. And just Ooh, sort yeah. of zoom along really like fast. Comfort heelys, I guess. Yeah, but I don't want. I sort of want to hover slightly so that I can't fall off them or out of them. You know. Yeah. So you're just standing perfectly upright, and yes. they're just zooming along, and yeah, you're yeah, in yeah. them. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. I like that. That's good. Okay. So you rock up to mcdonald's you just levitate and hover in front of the thing mm-hmm. i'm just picturing you like you know smoke jacket on pipe in mouth arms behind the back just like yes sir i'd like your finest big mac meal Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> right, i need to work okay. yeah, no. imagine the convoy if all three of us turned up yeah <laughs> we'd definitely make it onto the daily mirror weird news segment i think <laughs> we would weirdest yeah. mcdonald's drive through vehicles 2020 but <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants to do their thing next? I'm happy to do mine, unless, Ben, you're itching to get your thing out. No, you go for it. Okay, well, we've got a biggie today. It's another fight. (gasps) Yes, another fight. Ding, ding, It's Biscuit Fight 2020. Oh, my goodness me. God, I'm surprised we've not done Biscuit Fight. Yeah. Wow, okay. It seems like such an obvious one, and this, this is the biggest fight yet. It's got 16 contenders, because... The universe of British biscuits is quite a big one, and it turns out it's quite an important one. I think people will fight tooth and nail mm. for which is the best biscuit. And there's going to be let me let me just tell you right now. There's going to be some real hot takes here. Like we are going to 
fallout more with this one than we ever have. I'm calling it. Everyone's got their own personal biscuit, and oh, if you say shit about that other person's biscuit, you're going to have to be ready to fight. Yeah. There's one so, that I'm hoping, it might not have even have made it into the runnings, but there's one that is famously, um, I think, people think it's a crap biscuit, but I think it gets a really bad rap, and I'm, I'm going to, we'll see. We'll see if it's ooh. in there. I think there was a little bit of a personal bias in here, but I've de- I think I've definitely gone for like all areas of biscuits, so we should okay. be covered. Yeah. So please scream if you hear your biscuit. Mm, I will. <laughs> okay, we start with chocolate digestive versus rich tea. Mm. To me, this is an easy one. Yes. I, rich teas are, are designed to be bland, I think. Yeah. A chocolate digestive is like the Rolls Royce of biscuits. It's... Oh. As a man who doesn't like chocolate... I still hate rich teas more, I think. Um, and I appreciate that, you know, other people at least love the chocolate digestive. So I would definitely vote for that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's an easy one, right? I'm fairly yeah. sure the rich tea biscuit was just a coaster someone accidentally ate once. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, that's all right, I suppose. The rich tea f- feels like a biscuit that was put in army ration boxes. And somehow, I think after the war, people are like, oh, I remember that. I kind of still want that. And that's the only reason we still have it to this day. Mm. I think the ones that we're getting, that are still getting packeted and sold, are the ones from the war. Yeah, they're, they're, just they're still around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that hasn't been a new biscuit invented in 60 years. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think just for clarity, um, a chocolate digestive in America, I didn't know this, digestives are called graham crackers. Oh. Graham crackers. That's what those are. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. Crackers. Oh my god. What? Also, we should say, I'm sure they, they already know this. You only have to be a member of the the global fast globalizing world that we live in, but biscuit is not what <laughs> yes. you call it in America. It's like a cookie, is what we're talking about. Delicious, delicious cookies. Yeah. And on round two, well, round one still, but heat two, it's Biscoff versus Custard Creams. Oh. Mm. See, Biscoff doesn't come round very often, but I do really enjoy a Biscoff. It's like it's like when you go to a cafe and you get mm. yourself a coffee and it's like, oh, a biscuit. Yeah. It's, it's always a surprise. Are it they is. the cinnamony ones? Yeah. I can't yeah, say I've yeah. ever really had those that, that many times. I mean, I still, as much as I do like Biscoffs, I think custard cream is absolute biscuit royalty, and like, like it, yeah. it d- can't <laughs> it can't drop out until at least the semi-finals, if that. Yeah, I, the custard cream is an iconic iconic biscuit, and mm. I would like to say I got out to get all the biscuits together. I browsed. There's a section in the Tesco Groceries website called Everyday Biscuits. Yeah, and custard creams is very firmly in the Everyday Biscuits segment, and I think mm-hmm. that kind of proves its its worth. Yeah. Because the cream's just good, solid. It's not. It's not offensive. It's not loud. It's just a good, solid, slightly sweet, creamy, creamy biscuit. But interesting as well. You know, it's got three layers to it. It's mm. not just a. It's not just a a, a graham cracker. <laughs> All right. The next lot are Jaffa cakes and chocolate chip cookies. Oh, I'll have to oh, leave this man. one up to you two, really. Oh, when you say <laughs> too chocolatey for you, chocolate chip cookies. Do you mean Maryland, or are you just talking generally? I th- generally, I was going to say Maryland, but I, the other brands are available. But I just, if you just picture like a little chocolate chip cookie, kind of little crunchy, chippy little thing, that's what we're going for. I'll go Jaffa cake. I like Jaffa cakes more than mm. yeah, more than I chocolate feel, yeah, chips. I've, I think Jaffa cakes easily easier to binge as well. Chocolate chip cookies are 
after a few, you'd be like, mm, I'm feeling a bit sick now. But yeah. Jaffa cakes, the spongy, spongy texture. Oof. With um, with white chocolate chip cookies, which I obviously do like because I like white chocolate. I uh, I I don't like crunchy, brittle cookies very much. I Ooh. I would much rather have like a proper. You know the like supermarket bakery cookies that come yeah. in like a bag of five, and if they've been done right, they're they're soft enough that if you hold it out, like the half that you're not holding starts to sag under gravity. Like that's yeah. how soft a cookie should be, in my opinion. You know, that's should... always the gamble when you're buying a pack of cookies. Mm. Is it going to be the good type or is it going to be the bad? Well, like hard type. My mum will like squeeze peaches and bananas before she buys them. I squeeze packets of cookies <laughs> to see if they're ripe. You know. <laughs> They need to just give a little Monster. bit. <laughs> a child after a long day at school, the mom's like, oh, you can get a bag of cookies and they open it at home and find just fingerprints all in it. Peter <laughs> Austin. No, if it can take fingerprints, I'll buy it. I'm oh, buying that true, sucker. True. Okay, well, I guess the child gets a bag of broken biscuits. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So is that that's Jaffa Cakes for the win there. Fair. Bam. Next up, we've got Fruit Shortcake versus Ginger Nuts. Fruit shortcake. Oh, let me just slam a quick picture because okay. this is actually always fruit shortcake's always been one of my my favorites because it, it's just kind of like a nothing biscuit. It's like an upgraded uh, rich tea, but it's got sugar and a bit of bit of um. Oh, fly biscuits. In it. Oh, is that what they're called? Well, I don't know. <laughs> That's why I've always called got them. Dead flies in them. Yeah, I oh, used to have those yeah. when I was younger. I didn't even realize I'd kind of forgotten they existed, but I did like them when I used to have them. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like them too, but I mean, they're they're going to get murdered by ginger nut, right? Surely. I mean, I love a ginger nut. It's so dunkable. It's, oh. it's the best thing to dunk in your tea, I would say. Mm. Yeah, ginger nuts are just a good all-around biscuit. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's. I think a ginger nut is the perfect tea biscuit. We'll yeah. get into hobnobs later. That's it. People used to say hobnobs, but fuck hobnobs. I don't like them. I don't like don't them. Yeah. Nah, but that's that's for later. That's for later. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, fly biscuits. You're out. Bye. Ginger nuts are in. All right, next up is chocolate fingers, mm-hmm. as in the Cadbury variety, or just regular old plain digestives. So we've got both. Oh, I like plain digest- digestives. I really Ooh. like them. But Plain yeah. digestives you can have with cheese, and they're really good. I've never had that. I always got confused by that as a kid. Like when we, for whatever reason, buy a cheese cheese and biscuit package. Mm. Like, what, what's this? What's this, what's this biscuit doing in here? That's not right. Is it it's good? Got those little it's super good. It's sort of like the sweet, loaf. savory combination. Mm. It's but it's not that sweet. Digestives aren't that sweet. They're they're quite salty anyway. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, they're a weird one. They just go incredibly well with cheese. Yeah, mm. okay, I'm. Got a versatile biscuit. I'd like to save digestives personally, but again, I'm biased with chocolate fingers. Yeah, chocolate <laughs> fingers are very good. You open a packet, you will eat them all. Oh, it's it is like cracking finger form. Yeah, they do melt on your hands though, don't they? Really, if you hold them too long, <laughs> they do. I guess so don't. Do they don't last too long biscuits. in my hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't hold them that long anyway. I'm I'm giving my vote to chocolate fingers. I think digestives. I think if if. If I had to choose between the two digestives, I'd always go for the chocolate one over the plain mm. old one. I'm voting digestives personally. Sorry, well, Peter, I'm going chocolate finger. No worries. Cho- Choco thing it is. Bam. Chocoffing. Chocophony. <laughs> next up, we've got malted milk. Oh, no. Truly oh. one of the most disgustingly named Another biscuits. Another good biscuit for cheese. Yeah, really? this is Ben's mm-hmm. thing. He has he sometimes <laughs> has cheddar with malted milk. And I've still <laughs> never tried sometimes. it. I did it a couple of times. <laughs> T- 
10 years ago when I was at university. Uh, do not still but... do it? Oh, man. <laughs> and malted milks are going up against hob knobs. Okay, well, <laughs> that kills that argument dead, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I like hob knobs. Um, I think... Why do you not like them, Mikey? What do you not like about them? I don't know. I think... I, I, don't, I just... They just not, don't interest me. They're too crumbly. They're a messy biscuit and... It's not a fan of the flavour, but saying that, malted milk's not great either, to be yeah. honest. Mm. It's, I used to love malted milks as a kid, but I, don't th- I, got, I think if you put them in front of me, I'd go for the hobnob first for some reason. Just malted milks are so uninteresting and bland. We used to, um, when I went to like nursery, like before you go into reception, you know, you're like three or four, um, I... Uh, in the in the middle of the day, we would get like a treat, and in a plastic cup, we'd either get some orange squash or blackcurrant squash, mm-hmm. and then there would be biscuits. And every so often, like once in a blue moon, it was digestives, right? So that was nice. You get a digestive, but normally it was either a rich tea or a malted milk, oh, and I just oh, I used to just give my biscuits to other kids. To be honest, <laughs> Mate, not awful. even worth eating you. No. Uh, Hobnobs—they're basically digestives with sunglasses on, right? They're just sort of cool digestives. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, they're yeah. oaty. Yeah, they—they they are kind of like a deluxe digestive with a, with a thick, crunchy extra bit to it. Mm. Mm. I don't like—I don't dislike them. I, I like them more than digestives, but I don't. I I personally don't understand all the excitement about hobnobs. Yeah, I think they're overrated, but. Doesn't necessarily mean the, the the worst biscuit. I'm gonna, I'm 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 think I'm saying over over malted milk. I'd have a, I'd have a knob. Yeah, I'd have a knob too. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm gonna go with malted milk. Oh okay. well, sorry, malted milk, you're out. Hobby knobs, well done. Okay, next up, fig rolls, which I'm counting as a biscuit, mm-hmm. and Oreo. Mm. The Oreo I is a recent arrival. Mm. Compared to most the of these biscuits, Oreos are really good, and I like Oreos. Yeah. Fig rolls, I think, are pretty grim, to be honest. Yes. Really? I'm a massive fan of fig rolls, but I'm not going to argue against the mighty Oreo. They have the sad fruit jam in them, right? They yeah, keep you, yeah. They keep you very regular <laughs> fig rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Shit skits. Mm. Oh, yeah. lovely. Are we saying Oreo for that one then? I was, yeah. Yeah, Oreo, congratulations, you made it through. And this is the last last of the first oh, round. My biscuit's not been in yet. Let's see if it's made it. We've got party rings no. and jammy dodgers. Oh, no, it's not here. One of Wait, my favourites is not there either. Where? Which which ones have I missed out? So I'm, I'm not saying this is like a contender for the top spot, but it's I think it's still underrated. The pink wafer. Oh, oh yeah, good You know, show. the dry cardboard yes. E-number pink wafer. You could build wafer. a house out of those. Yeah, <laughs> I, think they, I think they're very satisfying to bite through because you go through about 12 layers of cardboard and softer cardboard. <laughs> Slightly wet cardboard. Yeah, I really like them. It's like recycling Ooh. at every stage. Yeah, oh, I've not had them in years, but you know, if I saw one on a plate, I'd grab them straight away. Yeah, they're inter- they're kind of like a tangy pink flavor. It's weird. Mm. I like I they're sometimes biscuits. branded as they're branded as pink panther biscuits in some shops. Wait, did I not put bourbons in? <gasps> this no, is a, you've not. Bad. This is a fundamental fuck up on my part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shit. Oh no, you got custard creams in there, but you didn't get his brother in. 
Oh, mm. Bourbon's a, like one of the classics. Jesus. Michael Johnson, you've messed this up, haven't you? Acknowledged. You put, it's been acknowledged. It's okay. We put, can move ahead. It, it, it he has puts fig rules in, but not bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> what you might have to do is whoever wins this then has to defend their title against a new round of upstarts. Has to fight a, a bourbon. <laughs> In a future episode. Like, oh, God. Yeah, we'll have the other 16 biscuits. Yeah, take on the champ. Oh, so, party rings and jammy dodgers. I'm a big fan of both. Oh, me too. This mm. is a hard one. I recently had jammy dodgers for the first time in a while um, because we wanted to buy a packet of biscuits during the move, but we didn't want, like, a packet of 35 individual biscuits. So, uh, the good thing with jammy dodgers is you only get eight, and that's that can be manageable. But they sell them in those in those double strip packets. So if you want sixteen, you can have sixteen. Yeah, you know. Um, hmm. Part, mm, I had party rings so this good. week, oh, yeah. and I've got to say they were delicious. But I think my my nostalgic memory of party rings is stronger than my current love of jammy dodges, which I haven't had in a while, probably since what culture, because they used to buy us biscuits sometimes. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, and oh. jammy dodges were often there, but I think, um, I think jammy dodges for me are better than party rings. Party rings are just yeah. sort of that. I don't know if maybe the E numbers have changed over the years as various <laughs> things have been outlawed, but that hard icing on top just seems to be a relic of the past that I don't think is particularly enjoyable anymore. Yeah, there's, it's not like, it's not flavours to party rings, is it? It's just sweet. Patterns. Pink and white, though, is still the best for some reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Actually, I like the bluey one. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> I think the thing with party rings is, they're enjoyable, but only if you have about 10 in one go. They're quite Moorish. Whereas yeah. a Jammy Dodger, I can enjoy two of those and be yes. very satisfied. Mm. Jammy Dodger's like a pint of Guinness. It's a meal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd right, have to then. say the Dodgers. Okay, well, Dodgers are through. Congratulations. Mm. We're on round two. We can blitz through these now. We've, we've kind of discussed the biscuits in detail. So now yeah. it's, just, it's just raw brass tacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First up, chocolate digestives versus custard creams. I'd say custard creams, but I don't like chocolate digestives. So. I'm going chocolate digestives. I'm going myself chocolate here. digestives. Fair oh, enough. Oh, sorry, I creams. concede that there are chocolate experts here that you know I, you know I can't, I can't offer any insight there. So it's up to you. <laughs> Next up is Jaffa cakes versus ginger nuts. Oh no, mm. I'd say ginger nuts, but <laughs> oh. I. Mm. I think I'm going to lean towards ginger nuts, oh, but I do, oh, I do like I do like a Jaffa. Oh God! Aren't Jaffa cakes cakes? Oh, I guess legally, if if you want to go down that route, I think they were officially declared as cakes for tax purposes. I don't think I mind that much, but I feel like I should have. We should at least address that in the podcast before the comment section fills <laughs> up with people saying, "Um, I ran a roundabout of the year calendar, and I think you'll find." <laughs> That Jaffa cakes are cakes. I think form-wise, form in terms of form, the biscuits. Mm. They're still from the same family of you know. You serve them. You serve them on next to my giant teacup that I'm flying around in. <laughs> they live there. I'm going Jaffa. Uh, shit. Okay, it's up to me. Yeah. Ginger nuts. Ooh. I okay. I feel it's not an exciting biscuit, but it's a, it's all reliable. It's good. You know? it Ginger is. nuts are great. It's just that satisfying crunch, that kind of stingy feeling in your nose of the ginger. <laughs> mm. you, t- you know what else you missed out, Mikey? 
You missed out one of my genuine favourites that I think is like semi-final or final material. Fox's Crunch Creams. Oh, they're... They are actually they're like they're my god tier biscuit, but yeah. I wasn't sure if that would be like too much of a niche biscuit. So yeah, maybe it it's not. It's not. Um, what was it? The basics biscuits, everyday biscuits, <laughs> everyday biscuits. Yeah, it's not an everyday yeah. biscuit. It's a it's a premium treat. Oh, it's primo biscuit right there. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of biscuits. That's the thing with these. You always forget some biscuits, and I've yeah. I've, <laughs> I've forgotten some corkers. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next up is chocolate fingers or hobnobs. Hobnobs. <laughs> oh no, it's all going to be chocolate ones, isn't it? <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go chocolate fingers for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, go the same. I, I just feels like more of an experience over hobnobs, and plus, sure. hobnobs just sound gross. Hobnobs what aren't does, great. What does the what does the knob mean in hobnob? Um, nobility. Hob- no. <laughs> um, a chocolate ho- hobnobs are delicious. I really, really like chocolate hobnobs, but you can put chocolate Ooh, on chocolate most hobnobs. of these. Plain biscuits, and they'd probably be elevated for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's, I drew the line at um, chocolate digestives and regular digesters. Oreo versus Jammy Dodgers. Jammy Dodgers. Jammy Dodgers. Jammy Dodgers. Okay, let's go, Jammy Dodgers. I'm getting a bit sick of Oreos as one of the few vegan biscuits. It's 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 been <laughs> I've had far too many of them recently. <laughs> it's in everything as well. Oreo ice cream, milkshakes. Yeah, mm. I just actually Oreo in something. Bam. Okay, I'm happy. I'm down with that. Oreo McFlurry. Yes, please. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, we're on the semi-finals now. Chocolate can you have di- McFlurry, Mikey. No, I can't. Oh, but right. I can still think about them. You can. That's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, semi-finals. Chocolate digestives versus ginger nuts. Mm. Ginger nuts. Well, I'm gonna go chalky, chalky digestive. I'm gonna go then. ginger nut. Oh, really? Spicy. Yeah. Wow, I do not agree, but I'll honor it. I'll honor it. I'm putting it in the numbers. <laughs> okay. Chocolate fingers versus jammy dodgers. Jammy dodgers. Jammy dodgers, surely. I, I think, yeah. I think as, as good as chocolate fingers are, I love a dodger. I love yeah. a dodger. Right, this is it. This is the Battle of the Titans. Ooh. Ginger nuts versus jammy dodgers. Mm. I'm. I'm That's actually li- quite difficult, I think. Oh, really? In some ways, in some ways, because like yeah. they're, they're different kinds of biscuit. Ginger nut, as I say, is so good to dunk in tea. Jammy Dodger is absolutely not good to dunk in tea, I would say. But no, but yeah. well, j- Jammy Dodgers. I think my love for Jammy Dodgers was cemented by a bakery in Newcastle that um, made Jammy Dodger blondies. Oh it's yeah! Just, oh, the best fucking thing ever, and I think that is what elevated Jammy Dodgers above the rest of me. It was just the fact they could be used in such an artful way. Was it you who made your own and brought them into the office? Someone's I brought. Did yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, did yeah. I do that like my first week at What Culture to try and be liked by everyone? You definitely made them in <laughs> Bristol. Yeah, I thought it was in Bristol. You did. Oh, Maybe Bristol. you also did it at What Culture as oh, well. Oh god, but... it was definitely something I learned to make them at during the what culture days but maybe I, I i made something for what culture i mean i think i just made normal brownies mm. right yeah i'm not uh, a, the jammy dodgers i think are probably better overall but i'm not a tea guy um or a hot drink person so i, I don't have i don't have biscuits with uh with hot beverages so there's no dunking for me but mm. if i were to if there were ginger nuts available i would eat several and if there were jammy dodgers available, I'd quite happily have one and it would feel like a treat. And mm. for that reason, I'm going jammy dodger. Yeah. 
Is yeah. that, it's Jammy Dodgers have won then. I think we're unanimous, ultimately. Can we tweet we Jammy Dodgers on Twitter and just say, hey, you were, well, not yet, but like when it goes yeah. out with the time code and say, you won our biscuit competition. Congratulations. Can we have some, please? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And you can put on your packaging, if you like, voted number one biscuit. <laughs> uh, and then in brackets put several high contenders were also missed out from the competition. <laughs> Polly, it's approved. Yeah. Polly, it's, uh, the Jammy Dodgers, there we go. It's, it's the official post vidiots meal tea biscuit. Oh, yeah. yum, yum. Oh, That's my final meal on death row, I think. The vidiots <laughs> tea and then some Jammy Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. That's <laughs> that, that actually does sound nice. Oh, well, thank you very much, boys. That's important research we're doing there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, would you like? Would you like a question? Yeah. Yes. This comes from James at Corrosion Audio. If you three boys were still working in the same place this year, what birthday cakes would you have bought for each other? Are we Are we going to stick to the rules of we're poor, so we're going to get Asda picture cake, or do you want to go elegant with it? Oh, I mean, the Asda picture cake was good looking at those photos on twitter <laughs> yeah I, th- I i feel like okay let's just go for what would we get printed on the cake for each other okay um, <laughs> yeah yeah well peter and i would uh maybe print a message on it that says don't worry michael this is just for a visual gag we will get you a cake you're allowed to eat it's from somewhere else <laughs> yeah yeah, and just like a picture of sad me in the corner yes. holding the cake, unable to eat it. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe we did that. Without a hint of irony, got you a cake you couldn't eat. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of, I, I, I just like, I nodded along for a while. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to be that person. It's like, it's not vegan. Oh, you could <laughs> so have. I just kind of went along with it. You could have absolutely was... just popped the boys if you'd waited until the end and said, yeah, this is great. But. Uh. <laughs> Is it vegan? <laughs> but I, it I like, was all, all for the visual treat. That's the the cakes aren't for eating; it's for looking at. And that's true. Wanting but, to die when you have to go to the Asda ladies with the picture and say, have, "Can I have this on?" <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that um, we did realize. You know, if we'd like not realized the entire time, and Mikey had to remind us, that's arguably better than us. <laughs> Going through the entire <laughs> process, and then about thirty seconds before he's due to eat it, going. Hang on, can you eat this? You can't eat this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops. I, I like I when, uh, was it the first one? Was it the one you did for me, I think? Was that, oh, the that was spiral the first one. one. Mm-hmm. Where the the lady came out and said to you guys, um, is this right? <laughs> or, you know, tried to, tried to confirm if there'd been a printing error or oh, something. I think Mikey God. picked it up. Right. Yeah, I, I had the fun both times. Yeah, yeah you I, did. <laughs> I had to talk to the ladies. I, don't, oh, I, just, I felt bad going into that as every time afterwards. They were very nice about it. Just very, very deeply embarrassing. Because mm. there was some kind... I think I wanted to do like a sexy sparrow kick for you, Peter, but yeah. I chickened out on actually doing that because it would mean looking another human in the eyes. <laughs> it was still a little bit sexy, but it was, yeah. It, it, it certainly, <laughs> there was probably a lot worse on DeviantArt. I think they were all still clothed with what you went with in the end, which is, you know... <laughs> Definitely not as far as it goes. I think, Peter, for you, I'd get you a Beyond Good and Evil cake, but deliver it sometime oh. in the next 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. never have it arrive. <laughs> yeah. I swear, I occasionally, occasionally I just get sent a little piece of card with some sort of worrying news on it about whether it, the cake is ever going to arrive. <laughs> the baker has decided to stop baking. 
Yeah. Here's some concept art for the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to contribute uh, some ingredients to the cake? You won't be paid. You'll be paid a share that goes out to 25 other people. Um, um, but don't worry, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt's company. You can trust him. Oh, yeah, wow. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Trustworthy uh, I would get Peter a cake with a very, very poorly stretched uh, but realistic-looking Domino's pizza with cheese on it so that he could oh. have that experience again. Oh, there we go. Well, in that case, pizza. I'd get Mikey one with a top-down bird's-eye view of some chill grill cheesy oh, chips. Oh, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, Yes. With just cold, hard <laughs> cheese on top. The worst thing about that was what the, the styrofoam was melting, but the cheese wasn't. <laughs> Do you reckon it was his first day and he just put the whole thing in the microwave? <laughs> oh, God. how the way? Yeah, he just he, put, you know, he, I ordered cheesy chips. He put the chips and the styrofoam in the microwave, but forgot the cheese. Just lobbed that on last second. Cheers. Terrible. Maybe he accidentally served you um, chips in a sort of cheese based container and then sprinkled styrofoam on the top you sure that's not what happened oh it tasted like it yeah <laughs> should have eaten the cut the box damn it i fucked it mm. ben what would what, 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 what we get ben get for ben uh goodness me maybe um maybe a, a cake that's served on instead of just the thin bit of cardboard that you normally get from asda um it's um it can be repurposed as a sign once you finish the cake that says stay keep out it's my birthday and you can then just <laughs> stick that to your door so that no one will bother you but then they'll know day. it's my birthday oh true okay keep out it's not uh, my birthday i've <laughs> it's not my birthday <laughs> yeah i'd see that I'm like, all right fine yeah i'm not gonna do okay, that it's cl- clearly it's not his birthday so we'll leave him alone yeah, uh, I, I feel like we could. I want to re do a redo of the McNuggies cake, but inject jam into the buttocks so it kind of makes <laughs> oh, it three D. I think like one of those um, mouse pads. Yeah. With the, so you want me to eat Grimace's ass, basically? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, maybe not. Maybe not um, strawberry jam. Then maybe like a nice chocolate chocolate sauce. Mm, okay. Ooh, yum yum. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just to make it a really traumatic experience. <laughs> This yeah. one with the sign, Peter. Should... I'm assuming the rest of the cake is the cake's just uh, it's just blank. Yeah, there's nothing on it. <laughs> yeah, it's just the yeah. sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and sadly he never um, gets to the sign because he doesn't want to eat a blank cake. And... <laughs> <laughs> the thing with the grimace one as well, we could maybe do Ben a favor by making the design smaller than before. Because do you remember last time everyone just cut round the cake because no one wanted to eat the grimace. <laughs> So if you make the design small, you get more edible cake out of it rather than the inedible Grimace design section. If you make it bigger, you get more Grimace booty. I don't know. I'm I'm feeling Mm. like I want some more Grimace booty. That's a good point. True. Uh, For you, Mikey, I would would get the cake. It would be be a blank cake Mm -hmm. and I would carve out a little tunnel through it and put toilet roll tubes in there. Right. So that there would be no incidents. And then I would feed one of your ferrets into it uh-huh. um, just like seconds before I gave it to you. And then you would have it. You'd be like, why are there holes? Oh, my God. Oh, it's a ferret. Yay. Oh, yay. And then oh. the whole bus would clap. <laughs> and then scream in horror as a as a little ratty creature was unleashed in the bus. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop. Tired and covered in crumbs. <laughs> But sticky ferret sticky ferret thank you very much boys um that's 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 some beautiful cakes we got there uh, mm. ben are you yeah. ready to present your thing i am 
Today we're going to talk about the disappearance of Louis Le Prince. Ooh. Or Louis Le Prince. Le Prince. No, not entirely sure. This is an article from 2008 from ScienceDirect.com. And I'm going to read it for you now. Here we go. A 118 or 128, I suppose now, pretty much, Ooh. year old mystery has resurfaced recently with new evidence that turned up in a New York library archive regarding the sudden disappearance of Louis Le Prince. Relatively unknown today, Louis Le Prince is the inventor officially recognized as the first person to record motion images on film, Ooh. giving birth to today's motion picture industry. In October of 1888, Le Prince recorded a series of moving images from Leeds Bridge in Leeds, England. Several years before either Thomas Edison or the Lumiere brothers, Le Prince had been gra granted patents on both a 16-lens device and a single-lens type. And it goes into a little bit of his history there. He was a very clever man, studied painting and chemistry in uh, universities in Paris and Leipzig, uh, did a marry moved to England, went to the United States, and then, on September the 16th, 1890, Louis Le Prince disappeared, never to be seen again. Mm -hmm. Le Prince had promised he would rejoin his friends in Paris for a return journey to England. However, he failed to arrive at the appointed time and was never seen again by his family or friends. The last sighting of him was on board a train leaving the Dijon platform. Though both French police and Scotland Yard carried out an exhaustive search for his body and luggage, neither was ever found, and the case remained unsolved. So, a little bit strange, the man who was the first person to not only capture film, but also patent devices that would allow him to do as such, mm. vanished. Bearing in mind that one of the people he was competing against was Thomas Edison. Mm. A, a renowned, lovely man. <laughs> so here we go. Enter Alexis Bedford, a graduate student at the University of New York. Uh, Bed Bedford, sorry, who is studying chemistry and photography, had been doing research into the history of motion pictures for the past year and a half. His searches often led him to the inner forgotten archives of the New York Library, which is where he made his discovery. I've always admired Louis Le Prince, stated Bedford, but really not much was known about him because of his sudden disappearance. As Bedford relates it, he was turning over some pa papers on Thomas Edison's work uh, with lighting methods when he stumbled across a dilapidated leather-bound book. The book would turn out to be one of many notebooks in which Edison was fond of jotting down ideas and test data. Leafing through it, explained Bedford, I merely thought I'd find perhaps some, uh, some interesting and as yet unknown processes that Edison had tried in the, in the laboratory. I just how wild it is that you can just flip through Thomas Edison's notebook in a library. That is amazing. It is bonkers. <laughs> Yeah. isn't it? I never thought I would stumble upon this. He had found a small entry dated September the 20th, 1890 by Edison's own hand, which read, Eric called me today from Dijon. It has been done. Prince is no more. There is, this is good news, but I flinched when he told me. Murder is not my thing. I'm an inventor and my inventions for moving images can now move forward. Oh my what God! The hell? Bedford, excited and puzzled by the entry, immediately went to chat to the librarian curator Charlene Edmonds. Edmonds was unaware of the presence of the Edison Journal, but that's not surprising, she later stated. A library contains such a large amount of historical documents, and some of them have been forgotten through the ages. I wouldn't be surprised uh, at anything anyone found here. 
With Mrs. Edmonds' permission, Bedford took the journal back to New York University where he put it in the care of historian Robert E. Meyer. After weeks of examining the journal to ascertain its authenticity, which included penmanship comparison with known Edison articles and, and a computed tomography scan, Meyer agreed that the journal was indeed authentic and that the note dated September of 1890 was genuinely Edison's own. It is quite a different look at these amazing inventors and the time they lived in, says Bedford. Suddenly we're seeing Thomas Edison in a different light, as a person who had a strong stake in dominating the trademark industry, and we're seeing how the patent wars affected these scientists as they thought to garner as they sought sorry to garner attention for their inventions. This is very exciting, echoes Meyer. We are practically rewriting history with this evidence. Spooky. So I found this after looking at uh, looking at a meme on Imja. <laughs> and the meme was one of those cool radical facts from history that you didn't know that are usually yeah. bollocks. And it yeah. was it was talking about Louis Le Prince and his disappearance uh, just after or while he was just about to patent some more devices and stuff and how Edison might have been involved. So I had a Google round. This was one of the first things that popped up and I thought, oh, it all looks fairly standard until I got to the last bit where there was that um, that journal entry where he said that he done a murder where he bollocks him mm. and this is the only place that mentions this really oh. which leads me to believe that it is unsubstantiated codswallop it's not on wikipedia right. it's not on any other articles about the disappearance of louis le prince there's lots of articles listing uh suggestions of what might happen there are some suggestions that he might have been gay and under extreme persecution and that he might have committed suicide uh there are mm. some that just genuinely might have been an accident there are some where he just ran away and lived in obscurity but nowhere else bearing in mind this article was from 12 years ago there's nowhere else that mentions that edison apparently wrote down that he murdered a man and left it in a library <laughs> yeah like clever admittedly not not very nice man but very clever man mm. thomas edison wrote in his journal all oh, the murder done happened yeah, today the murder i don't today. normally like oh, murdering yeah. people but the murders happened <laughs> and that's great news anyway uh can confirm the murder has happened the murder of my rival so what yeah. did happen is that Louis Le Prince was an exceptionally clever man who doesn't get the attention he deserves and he was the the, the person who practically invented the entire film industry. Um, and he disappeared shortly before several other big names patented very similar devices. And yeah. uh, that has always been a bit of a mystery, but I thought the story was interesting that I would read it anyway, but I do want to just clamour, citation needed, citation needed, citation very much needed. I can't find anyone else talking about this journal at all. And uh, I think it's bollocks, but I thought it was interesting anyway. <laughs> Very interesting. Absolutely. You had me there. Very I wanted to believe yeah. that was true. It sounds like it sounds so so plausible. I feel yeah. like mm. vicious man, vicious man who's patent hunter wants to squash another man who could potentially make millions from a revolutionary invention. Mm -hmm. He, he dis yeah. disappears on a train. Huh? I'm, I'm, yeah. Even if it is only one source, I'm going to say I believe it because you believe it. That's I it. Be I believe. I believe. <laughs> Same he with the down. horse. The horse was alive and well, and Louis Le Prince was 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 a victim of murder. Although I will say the other places that do uh, go into what what may have led to his disappearance do also talk about foul play 
and they cite the situation regarding you know plenty of rivals in that space operating at the same time but nobody mentions this this journal and i feel like this journal would have been such a discovery that confirms edison was a murderer and to be nobody fair, talks then nobody's talking about it so i think it's bollocks there is a known thomas edison journal entry that says uh, just heard from John on the phone. Um, he has murdered that horse from the never-ending oh, story. No. We sabotaged the lift, <laughs> and I'm really glad. It's good news that the horse is dead. So, oh, man. you know, think of that what you will, but that is a known, confirmed, true thing that yeah, happened. There's a, there's a wow. Uh, Louis Le Prince doesn't show up at all in Thomas Edison's Wikipedia page. I just, I mean, I... I thought you were going to say in the never-ending story. In the never-ending story. Sorry, that is factually false. I can confirm Thomas Edison was not involved in the in that production. Uh, no, I just thought it, it was just such a, such a bold-faced lie that this article <laughs> mm. has done that I just couldn't quite believe how they just went with it because I then googled Louis Le Prince death and as you start to type it it, it if you if you type j afterwards it says journal and edison yeah edison journal it all auto fills like other people have seen this and be like what that can't be true but this is the only place that mentions it Nobody else is talking about it. There's an article from 2017, was Thomas Edison a murderer, but doesn't mention the journal. Um, mm. it, it's all, I just couldn't believe that this this 2008 article was like, yeah, there was the murder journal that this guy found in the library and no one, no one else is talking about it. I, I feel like as well with Thomas Edison, who's like famous for supposedly inventing a whole lot of things, a mm. um, very famous figure from history, I feel like his journals would have all been scrutinized over repeatedly throughout history. Uh, we just, yeah. the, the, the pages that involved the murder, which just happened to be stuck together and they missed them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Oh. So there we go. Louis Le Prince, very clever man. You may have not have heard of him. Now you have. May have been murdered by Edison, but probably not. <laughs> there you probably go. Probably not, no. What a, what a roller coaster. And if he was, Edison probably did not write it. In <laughs> did his a journal. murder today. Lovely. Well, thank you very much, Ben, for a, a mm. haunting murder mystery. Ooh. That's okay. Yeah. And we've got one last question. And this one comes from Nathaniel Barlam at Barlam Nathaniel on Twitter. He wants to know, if you were a Pokemon, what would your types, type or types be? And what would your final mm. evolution be? <clears throat> for reference, I'm going to paste in all the types. I didn't realize there was this oh, many types. You. I yeah, think there's new there's types loads now. now. I'm, I'm going to stick with the ones I know, for, for mine at least. They're usually uh, at least two. Okay, now. really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, two that's... Times. Yeah. Well, <laughs> normal type. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, you're looking at your ratatas there. Oh, uh, right. Just little, like, creatures. Woodland critters. Shit Pokemon, yeah. Shit, yeah, fair mm. enough. I'm going to go grass and fire. Am I right, boys? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I have to go towards poison just for the the far the farce <laughs> element of it. That has to be done definitely. <laughs> yeah. And actually, no. Yeah, just just poison ghost. I'm a I'm a far, flying fart cloud. That's my final spooky, evolution. Spooky, spooky flatulence. Yeah. <laughs> Spook, spookums, poopums, so something like that. <laughs> well, how, how, 
How do how do character uh, Pokemon characters get named? It's like there's one just called like Ice Cream or something, isn't there? Yeah, they're they're increasingly getting less inventive, so you can just go with whatever you want, really. <laughs> fart Mist. Yeah, Fart, fart mi- Mist no, works. No, Fart Misty. There we go. <laughs> yes, that's that's a Pokemon pun relating to a character, <laughs> which is <laughs> it's good enough. It's still a Pokemon. You could be Flatulisting. Ah, very okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I, um, I think yeah. So I think I I start off as me as a Pokemon. Just imagine there's a Pokemon version of me, and if you feed me enough sweeties or whatever the hell it is you do in Pokemon, I eventually turn into just gas and I float around poisoning the world. Okay, what about flatulent, flatulentar, and flatulenton? Oh, is that those my, Oh wow! I'm, I'm glad we got a, a Pokemon expert here. That sounds that sounds brilliant. I could see that. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto, the man who definitely made Pokemon, yes. <laughs> yeah, sure, that was him. <laughs> yeah, it's him. Put, put me in the game. We've got all the evolutions there. And how, how does how do I transform from fart ma- from man to fart? Like, what's the middle steps there? I guess um, I guess I, I transform. The middle between solid and gas is liquid, isn't it? So I yeah, eventually just become a true. cup of farts. <laughs> oh no, liquid, liquid ass. <laughs> liquid. There we go. Liquid, liquid ass. ass. There we go. Perfect. Uh, um, being so tiny, I'm probably bug and fairy. Aww. I think <laughs> that's quite a good combo, though. I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, ta- so, um, what would you name? Ta- 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 I'm trying. I, I, I'm trying to think of a name. I just kind of going like Latin. Tiny Peters. <laughs> tiny Peters. <laughs> um, oh no! You'd be you'd be Tinkly Peter or something because you're a fairy as well. Yeah, I was going to say if there's like some sort of t- Tinkerbell, maybe. Um, uh, uh, or, oh man, it's, it's tricky. There's a whole world to choose from. It's, you it could start hard. with Tinkly Peeps. Tinkly Peeps? Tinkly Peeps. Um, um, and then uh, maybe in like the same way that Jigglytuff, Jigglypuff and, and Wigglytuff mm-hmm. just sort of rhymes. Maybe I start as like Tinkly Peeps, then I become Winkly Peeps. Ooh. Yeah. And then my final form shrinkly. is jinkly, shrinkly, peeps. Oh, jinkly peeps. You could be shrinkly peeps, <laughs> shrinkly peeps. Yeah, okay. Oh, your final form is like Ant Man. You can transform to the size of a little tiny thing. Yeah, shrinkly peeps is my final form. <laughs> oh Shrink- man, I don't know the tiniest. Fairy. I don't know what physical stereotypes I I uh, I can assign myself based on these. Mm. Uh, uh, you just close your eyes uh, and pick one. That's, okay. I mean, I- ignoring the Pokemon types, what do you think are your defining features? Well, my or, ability to um, channel electricity. Behaviors, <laughs> yeah. Fair, yep. Uh, what about an electric flying type? Oh, good. Yeah. That sounds, sounds fun. terrifying. Yeah. It does. It does. Um, so what would you be? Oh, would you God. channel your energy? Where, where would, where would, in, where in life would you use your flying or your ele- electrifying nature? To go to Tesco, probably. Yeah, oh, that's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. You just, that, um, you just, you can self-scan and pay as you go without waiting to the end. Yeah, about yeah. test going, test going, and then test gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had to test test go to Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know what I'd do. Uh, 
Yeah, Tesco, Tesco-ing and Tescon. I think okay. that works pretty Perfect. well. Perfect. Congratulations, Ben. Wow. I ended up with the worst one. <laughs> so that's two emails we're sending today. One to the Jammy Dodgers people and one to Tesco. See if you can get some sponsorships through. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, brilliant. Well, thank you very much, boys, for indulging in a lovely hour and a half, hour and 15 of Podiots. Yeah, delightful. Thank you yeah. for getting the questions, Michael. That's all right. Well... I want to thank you as well, everyone listening, for coming along and having a listen at home or in your car or outside, wherever it is that you are. (laughs) And I want to thank again the Pod Squad for this week. Remember, you can join Pod Squad for as little as £3 to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. You just need to go to streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations. Chuck us three quid and then we'll give you a shout out on the next podcast after that one while you've done the donation. That's how it works. Mikey. Yeah, so we start with the very generous Duck Fuck the Fuck Duck Fucker. Thank you very much. Prince Beefcakes, Haunted Clunge. Buy Art Pop on iTunes. Tommy the Wank Engine. Specky Becky Sparky Butter. Mouthy Hamster. Kevin from Con. Chav Chav Ramirez. Steven Scodes. Emily Lemons. Road Warrior Finn Tristam. The very, very generous The Lovable Casey. And Lemon Licky Picky Sicky. Also, Stukalicious, Bumful of Cheerios, Crangies McSpanglewank, Katie Kinsolo, I Will Lie Awake, Bick Bick Bick, Edward Jizzahans, Lord Blazevich, Willem Willy Wombles, Do Eat Silica Gel, Mercenary Prostitute, Trunters Tat, Trunters Tat, Fluffy Muffs, Goob, the very generous Mr. Widdick and Axel's Alive 95. Dave Benson Pigeon, to meet to face Dave Sama Binson Philarden. <laughs> Even better the second time round. Mrs. Gibbons Fishy Wap. Dave Bacon Phillips, who's just unbelievably generous. Thank you very much. Uh, like a Mr. Blobby Balloon Nobby. Stupid Inari. Souk. Lakai Walker's Blue Tit Milk. Freddie W. Can't Spell Pharaohs. With a more generous donation, that's a donation done specifically to make me do more talking to explain that it was a donation and not a description of a donation. Sorry, Peter, who does have a generous donation. Thank you very much. Uh, The CG, Ben Potter fucked my dad in bum. Dickelberg come in her snatch. Donna CO7, the worst boy ever. And Dave Bonesome Willis. Thank you very much, everybody. Streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations mikey i believe there is some merchandise is that right oh my god you best believe there's some merch out there if you navigate over to store.yogscast.com and click on that there vidiots bit under the creators you'll see a lovely selection of beautifully designed merch and better yet if you put in code vidiots at checkout you will get 10 percent off everything Mm. everything on the yogscast store that includes some lovely summer gin, so you could get some alcohol with your shirt and you'll get 10% off if you use code VIDIOTS at checkout. Thank you. Oh, how lovely. Uh, what else was I going to say? I was going to, uh, that usually comes before Pod Squad, which means I fucked that up. So now I'm, instead of going back to Mikey to talk about where you can find him, I'm going to change up and go to Peter first and then Whoa. go back to Mikey after that. Sure. Peter. Yeah. We are uh, available at... Is that what you want yeah, me to say? Yeah, that's it. No, you're available. smashing it, man. You do. Yeah. 
because then Mikey needs to say where he is his available, but later. Uh, so we, Ben and I, are very available doing uh, sort of things that you might remember from the Vidiots days over on Team Triple Jump on YouTube and also on Twitch, um, as well as streaming and doing lists. We're still doing worst games ever. We're still doing uh, video game challenges with Rules Boss. We're cooking. Well, not right now because of coronavirus, but, you know, ordinarily we would be. And there's a whole back catalogue for you if you've still not checked us out. So Team Triple Jump on YouTube and Twitch, please. Yes, yes, please. Thank you very much. Mikey, where can people find you? At Parrot Boy on the Twitters, where you can keep up to date with all my shenanigans. I've been a busy boy recently, but I'm still streaming when I can. So keep an eye on the video Twitter for that. And if you navigate over to my Twitter, you'll see a picture of a screaming ferret pooping. Does that not sound like the best thing ever? Of course Mm. it does. Go over now if you haven't already. Fantastic. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please leave us an iTunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice. It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms or something. I don't really know, but we'd appreciate it. Thank you very much. Do we have a final question to send people off to the rest of their day? Yeah. Maybe people should tell us their favourite biscuits oh, yeah. out of the 16 that made it into the tournament. Yes. Yeah. Only, yeah. Are you angry about it? Come on, vent. <laughs> call, call us assholes. Call us biscuit cooks. Whoa. Oh, do it. You know you Whoa. want to. <laughs> Come on now. There's no need for that. I think you mean biscuit bakes rather than biscuit cooks, <laughs> surely. You, you bake a biscuit. You don't, you don't go cooking anything. Uh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. Well, let's, with that <laughs> top-level energy, we will wish you a goodbye farewell. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank Bye. you very much. Two doors. Bye. 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 Bye.